Hey everyone, welcome back. My name is Brandon. And I'm Zach, and we're here on a snowy February day to bring you another episode of Mind Snap. That's right, we're excited to be here. Got some things to definitely talk about post-Super Bowl. Yep. So yeah, I think let's give them an idea of what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to chat about Deadpool 3. We had a teaser trailer released um, that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And what's the second thing we're going to chat about? Uh, we also got the first trailer for X-Men 97. So we're probably going to talk about that a little bit today as well. Absolutely. And then, of course, as usual, Bugle Bites. Bugle Bites. That's right. Which are a little bit heavier this time than they yeah. were last time. Because yeah. they were a little disappointing last time. They were, but we definitely had some yeah. breaking news this time. And a few different things. So, All right. Well, let's jump in. you want to do Deadpool 3? Sure. Cool. Um, I want to start out by saying that this is counting. This was counting Super Bowl, but it was the most viewed trailer ever. Uh, in the first 24 hours, it received 365 million views, which is decent. I mean, it's probably going to be a, like a mid-level hit, I would assume. You know, mm-hmm. make a couple bucks. Probably. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Probably about around uh, what Madam Web made this weekend. Right, right, yeah. Maybe about the same reviews, too. I think people are, yeah. you know, just kind of about as excited about this as they are Madam Web. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. Oh, man, what a train wreck that is. I think, I feel like we should do it the honor of not covering it all uh, in the Mind the Snap. I feel like just we're going to talk about We're going to sully the name of Mind the Snap by covering Madam Web. So. I think we should go watch it. I don't know, man. We have to pay money to go watch it. I'm not sure. People are regretting paying money to go see it when their whole point of paying money was to waste money to go see it for the memes. True. People are actually regretting wasting Even money to go see it. Yeah. But well, oh. we'll see. I don't think it's going to attain uh, Morbius level, um, you know, meme quality. But we'll see. Maybe. No, it's actually currently reviewed worse than Morbius. Morbius is yes. actually reviewed higher. Well, the Morbius at least had the Morbin time meme, right? This That's one, true. there's not really a lot coming out of this one as far as memes. So. Well, there's one. There's um, he was in the Amazon studying spiders with my mom right. before she died. That right. would become a big meme, which but, they uh, cut from the movie. Which so they cut from the movie. Yeah, uh, it's a trailer meme, I guess. Yeah, they. Uh, I've seen clips from it already because people are leaking clips because no one cares. Right. Um. So people are just leaking cl- clips left and right. It looks like a dumpster fire. It looks absolutely atrocious. Yeah. So what doesn't look atrocious? Deadpool, Deadpool three. three. That's right. And I want to say, mind the snap, called it. Because we said you would see a trailer on the Super Bowl, and yep. sure enough, and sure enough, there mm-hmm. it was. You're absolutely correct. That's right. Mm-hmm. We are, we are. You know, we might be small, but we're mighty. That's right. Yeah, which yeah. is something that might. And you know, what? I'm not going to make that joke. Thank you. It's not appropriate. That's very big. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. I gave you that look. Anyways, um, yeah. I mean, it looked really good, and I don't know if you saw this, but the uh, the kid that um, pressed in something that did the. Um, uh, Lego universe yeah. and uh, across the spider he, he, he did a Deadpool three nice. trailer in nice. Lego. And it actually looks pretty solid. Nice. Again. That's good. Yeah, and good for, uh, good for him. Kid. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds reposted it. I was like, dude, what if he ends up in Deadpool three, makes a Lego <laughs> universe in Deadpool three too? All right, so let's talk the trailer. Um, yeah. Kind of break it down. What are some things that stood out to you about it? I don't know. Initially, I think by now people are going to either going to go see it or not. So, like, I think we can just. Talk in general, I think we need to do scene by scene. So, like, what are some things that stood out to you? Well, I'd say um, it was cool to see... I mean, obviously, there was a lot of rumors about what Deadpool 3 was going to be about. Um, and I think the trailer kind of confirmed it, that it is, in fact, about the TVA. Yeah. Um, tracking down sure. Ray Wilson and enlisting him to help them with something. But let's, um, let's, let's do this. Which version of the TVA? Because I think we've decided, I think, that the uniforms are different. Uniforms are different. And their way of acting doesn't seem to me to be post-Loki... Acting like they're supposed to go to a so more gentle TBA. Do we think it's 
pre-Loki TVA. That's like, what I'm wondering if they're coming from the past. That would also explain how the guy isn't um, Morbius. Mobius. Mobius well. It's a Paradox played by right. Matthew McFadden. Right. So I kind of wonder, and I mean, his name being Paradox as well, it could be, could this even be possibly a multiversal TVA, like a sidestepped TVA that's like a different version of it, which I know is weird because the TVA is supposed to be over all the multiverse, but this could almost be some sort of paradox, so to speak, of like an evil TVA. I don't know. We'll Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is a possibility. Um, and I know that we saw they took him on his birthday. Oh, there's one scene where he talks about it at the very beginning where he talks about how things have been kind of rough for them. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene where him and uh, um, his girlfriend are sitting in the room and he's kind of got his, his head in his hands. Um, there was a comic series where they had a kid, but people are wondering, cause there's a, there's a, there's a version of the kid that, that died in childbirth that didn't make it. Okay. And so people are wondering if that's what storyline they're going through with this is that they oh, tried maybe. to have a kid and mm-hmm. couldn't. Um, and so that's going to result in kind of where he's coming from now as he's kind of like moved past his his deadpool days that right. he's kind of like trying to start a family and is having yeah. issues and things like that that could be i know i know deadpool 2 2 dealt with a lot of timey-wimey stuff and i know he had the the ability to go back and kind of fix things by the end of that movie thanks to cable um so it's possible do you think that this is kind of supposed to be like a gentler timeline for him that like now that he's you know gotten back with his girlfriend and all these his friends are around him and no one no one's dead that used to be dead um, in the series, do you think that maybe this is like, you know, a kinder Wade Wilson that's getting pulled back into his old lifestyle because of, you know, because of the TVA? Yeah, I could definitely yeah. see that. Um, it definitely seems like he's trying to be just a regular guy and yeah. it's, the world's not going to let him. Yeah. Um, I did like that we already had a fourth wall break. At the oh, it was great. The that was a great moment. Um, but yeah, they decide that he's going to be, uh, I like the scene where he's in the TVA. The TVA grabs him and takes him in. And we see that he's in the TVA. They show him clips from the Marvel Universe and he salutes Captain yes. America. That was yes. a great scene. Uh, if you look in the, on one of the TV screens in the far left corner of that scene, um, they have a clip of Ryan Reynolds accepting the, the Emmy as Deadpool. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. So that even occurred in canon according to them then? Yeah. In that, that, in an alternate universe, mm-hmm. they're watching that version of Deadpool. That's funny, but um, yeah. So we get yeah, to his, see that and his uh, his comment about um, you know that he's no stranger to uh, what was the word he used? I'm trying to remember what the word he used was pegging. Pegging. That's right. Yeah, but uh, that's, that's new for Disney. Disney. Yeah, that's definitely great. And I hope they have a lot of that kind of stuff in the movie, the fourth wall. Yeah, yeah. A, um, lot of, a lot of people were saying that it looks really good, and then a lot of people are coming back being like, "All of you hated uh, She Hulk for doing this," and. Now Deadpool's making the same kind of jokes and fourth wall breaks and everyone's fine with it. I think the difference is, is the writing staff and maybe yeah. even some of the, the, the way that he delivers it is a little different. It is. Yeah. 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 He just, he just exudes cool and he exudes humor in a way that a lot of actors don't, you yeah. know, and he can definitely pull off some things like that. Yeah, for sure. No. Um, so I think, you know, some of the things that, I guess one of the biggest things that stood out to me was kind of the the analysis of Wolverine in the trailer, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they definitely were careful to not make the cameos, any of the stars of the show, right. They, they definitely made sure it was all about Deadpool. Um, and so they were very careful about when they showed a cameo and how much it took over the, the trailer. Mm-hmm. And so they definitely made a conscious decision, a kind of a funny one. I felt like to not show Hugh Jackman, even though we're all aware that Hugh Jackman's in the movie because yeah. they announced it already. 
Um, and that made me a little suspicious. And I, and I know, so at one point we see um, Wolverine in his role as Patch. And yeah. for those who don't know, Patch is basically this disguise that he uses to infiltrate the, the underworld, essentially, and be this supposed crime boss. Um, the big difference between him and normal Wolverine is that he puts on a white coat um, and he has an eye patch. Other than that, he's Wolverine. So it's kind of like Superman and, and Clark Kent with the glasses. And like that's <laughs> enough to make people go, oh, that's not Clark, that's not Superman. So, yeah, I feel like it's the same here. He's a, still a runty guy with a bad haircut and claws. I feel like he'd be like, wait a minute. Are you I bad? know this guy. <laughs> but, no, so he's always used that as his way to move around like Madripoor, Madripoor and, like, the underworld. Um, so we see him briefly in the trailer from the back. It's very careful not to show his face. And I was talking to, to you earlier offline here that I feel like his body shape is wrong. I'm not convinced it's Hugh Jackman. And a lot of people share that same thought. Yeah. I've been noticing that online that a lot of people still think it's um, uh, Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Right, right. Um, I'm not sure that it is because he's very adamantly said he wants to be in the movie and isn't. Um, but yeah, it's, it but could be one of those Andrew Garfield things. Correct. Yeah. Um, but people are still speculating that it is him. Because um, the hair also definitely looks like a wig as well. Right. Because um, for the uh, most part, Marvel has resisted stunt casting, except yeah. when it's done as a joke. So, like, for instance, John Krasinski is Mr. Fantastic. Right. Um, you know, I could, you could argue that Pedro Pascal is a bit of stunt casting because there were already people before the official announcement, which we'll get to in the Bugle Bites, uh, <laughs> that, that, you know, he'd be a good choice. So that's a little bit of stunt, you know, fan casting maybe. But um, I felt like this will be the movie where they're going to lean into fan casting. I think it oh, makes sense to do that. Yeah. Because it's Deadpool. Yeah. Like, I would even, I, I don't think it's going to happen, but I would not even be surprised to see Tom Cruise's Iron Man just because they, they did talk about that. that. They talked about that with um, uh, the Loki TV show and Multiverse of Madness also being like, oh, here's where Tom Cruise appears. It's like, well, yeah. no, 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 but that's what I'm saying is this is the movie to do that. To do it, because yeah. everyone's made such a, they've all assumed he was going to be in these other ones, and now it'd be funny for, like, to sneak it in where no one's expecting it and just be like, oh, look, it's Tom Cruise's Iron Man. <laughs> uh, they wouldn't even have to, like, they could have him Tom Cruise as Tony Stark. They don't yeah. even have to like make a big deal of it. It could just be him in a suit, like giving a you know some sort of speech about tech, and make it clear that it's you Tony, know, Stark. Tony Stark. It could be like a two second throwaway scene. It'd be funny though. Yeah. No. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so so my point in all that was is you know we'll see what version of Wolverine we see. Obviously, Hugh Jackman is in the movie, so he'll have a big part, I'm sure. But I would not be surprised to see some other faces in cameos and kind of humoristic ways as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we did also see there's this scene in the trailer apparently where uh, uh, it shows Deadpool's gloves shooting a, yes. a couple of submachine yes. guns. Uh-huh. That scene's been analyzed a lot online too because they're not the gloves that Deadpool wears in the rest of the trailer. Oh, interesting. And okay. so people are saying either it's another version of Deadpool right. or a lot of people are speculating because Ladypool has right. already said that she's going to be in it. And so people are speculating that that might be because Ladypool's weapon of choice in the comics was the two submachine guns, right? Um, which is different from Deadpool. Right. Deadpool usually uses swords. I, I think more. that's got to be it. Then, like, if yeah. they would include this in the trailer in that way, it's pretty much got to be a reference to that. Because yeah. you're right, Lady Ladypool was the Uzi wielder. Yeah, and a lot of people are are, are hoping that it's Blake Lively as a joke. That would be funny. Yeah, that'd be super funny. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so all this to say, you're not going to see a lot of cameos in this. If you go in thinking you're going to, um, you're not really going to see any aside There's from... There's two. I guess, yeah. So do we want to talk about those now, then? Um, sure. I mean, the first obvious one is Wolverine. He's right. Hugh Jackman. But the other one was Aaron Stanford. 
Yes, who is? Pyro. Pyro. From the original one. Correct. Original X-Men. 2 and X-Men 3 he was in. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is which is fun. I mean, I think it's definitely, you know, Ryan Reynolds leading into the idea that all the Fox movies existed and they're being brought into the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Um, we definitely see that with the, the logo, the Fox Universe, or the Fox uh, 20th Century Fox logo that he falls next to in the, in the trailer. Yeah. Um, if you are someone who follows set photos... And like the leaking of those, we've also seen that set photos that there's a definite big 20th Century Fox uh, logo in it. I do find something funny, and I don't, I haven't seen that this was talked about much. But so one of the big movies that kind of put 20th Century Fox on the map back in the day was Planet of the Apes. I was thinking that it was very reminiscent of Planet of yes. the Apes. Yes. Well, did you catch? He even makes a quick reference to it in the trailer. He says something about about. It was it was the line from the movie um, about the get your hands off me you you know oh and uh, yeah he says uh, he says it's when Wolverine's like yes. leaning over him and he says uh, he says give me a hand up you ape right correct yeah and I feel like that's a clear reference to Planet of the Apes given the logo there as well yeah and I wonder if they're if that's going to be it like if it's an Easter egg for people that know that movie and that's it or if they're going to start pulling in other Fox properties like as a joke that he's going to start running into all these different Fox properties. Which that would be, that'd be kind of funny. Yeah. Well, because I know they talked about having the Fox Fantastic Four in it, mm-hmm. the original cast, because that's another Fox movie that everybody either loved or hated. Right. Um, but yeah. I mean, because technically Disney, because they own Fox, they own all of those, right? Yeah. So they could bring in Planet of the Apes, they could bring in Alien, they could bring in all kinds of things if they were wanting to goof around with it. So... Mm-hmm. We'll see. But I felt like that was a clear reference that I oh, feel yeah. like a lot of people missed in the breakdowns that I've seen. Well, in that same scene where he's lying on the sand, have you been seeing that too? What's next to him on the ground? Yes, the comic. Yeah, there's a yeah. Secret Wars comic laying in the sand next to him. There is. Which is, a I feel like, an also clear reference because it was recently announced that both Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds will be back for Secret Wars mm-hmm. as Deadpool and Wolverine. So that seems like a very clear reference as well. So did you notice too, because I just rewatched the trailer right before this podcast, and did mm-hmm. you notice too that there's a moment where in, in that scene towards the end where Deadpool's laying on the ground and Wolverine stands over him, when he first kind of gets knocked back, he's actually in snow. And then when he lands on the ground, he's in the desert. Did you notice that change? I didn't notice that. Yeah. But I think that's because we saw earlier in the trailer that he goes to where Avengers Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. Started. Right, he's right. in that opening scene from Age of Ultron fighting the TVA agents, um, which also the, maybe lends to your theory of an evil TVA. Yeah, but um, who may so, be trying to like reverse the Avengers, right? Yeah, potentially undo that, undo them. Yeah. Uh, but it is very possible that we see because there is that scene, like it's like kind of like transposing them on top of each other. Mm-hmm. So he gets knocked out in the snow, but then it cuts to that scene of him in the desert. Perhaps. And there, so the reason I bring it up is I I keep I know that we've seen some set photos of, of Hugh Jackman in uniform. Yeah, okay? I know we've seen that, and I'm not saying that we won't see him in that uniform in that kind of like traditional blue and yellow X Men uniform. But I wonder, given the setting, this is a desert out kind of in the middle of nowhere. If we're actually going to see Old Man Logan. I know you really want to. Well, yeah, I think it, I think it's an obvious reference. Yeah. Right? And I feel like the fact that they're setting up the location the way they are it would not surprise me if initially we see Old Man Logan, who then maybe puts on a uniform later. Maybe. I'd have, remember, to, I'd, have to, I'd have to be sold harder on it. Remember that Logan is in continuity. We know yes. that. Now, there's an easy dodge on that by just saying, well, this is a multiverse movie. So in some multiverse, Logan still exists. I mean, that movie still exists, right? And that's a dodge you could do. But I kind of wonder if this is supposed to occur between um, the last X-Men movie or the last Wolverine movie and, I guess, Wolverine 2, um, and then Lat Logan. Uh-huh. You know, and then perhaps he's kind of gone through this old man Wolverine's or old man Logan stage, you know, leading into his death in Logan. 
because we know, I mean, obviously Logan, there's a time jump, right? There's a, there's quite a significant one. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of wonder if that's where we'll get it. You know, I don't think it's going to be a full on old man Logan like we used to in the comics where we're going to get like a bunch of backstory and continuity of, of that. I just think it might be a reference where we have like an older Wolverine kind of craggy I mean, and wearing a leather coat kind of a thing. I see what you mean. Yeah. 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 That's more Maybe. like what I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. Um, I know there's been some set photos too that showed that uh, the guy that played uh, Sabretooth in the original X Men mm-hmm. is back as mm-hmm. Sabretooth in this as well, which is awesome. Yeah. Because a, a re, a head to head with him and Hugh Jackman would be. Cool to see again. It would. Um, so we're getting that. Um, I know that they said that Magneto's not not going to be in it, um, but I do. We think that we're going to see Patrick Stewart in it. <laughs> that would be that would be super cool. I mean, and he definitely like he loved. I think his role there, and I think he enjoyed his time with it. I wouldn't be surprised that he would be willing to come back. Um, so that wouldn't surprise me, at especially all. since he did for Multiverse of right. Madness, which right. I think was kind of a surprise to everybody because mm-hmm. I don't think they really expect that. Yeah, the leak, the leak on that one didn't happen until right before the movie came right. out. Yeah, which is unusual because normally leaks are you know yeah. months and months in advance, like they yeah. with this. No, I, I think I think it's going to be an interesting movie, and I think if they do play their cards right, it, it'll have a lot of fun with like the old franchises yeah. and being able to kind of riff on some of the things there, kind of in the way that Deadpool two did, where he kills the other version of himself from that universe. Like I feel like it could be that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. officially undoing that version of the right X Men as well that he dies that early on. So, so, so let me conjecture for a minute. Speaking of that, do you think that there's a chance that this storyline is actually that the TVA in this version is essentially the continuity police? That, it, that it's a type of multiverse fixing, but it's more like, hey, we're aware that there's a like a writing team going on here that's creating this universe, and we're trying to align it so that like all these, you know, we don't like the fact that there's all these different uh, storylines out there and different, you know, franchises like Fox and all that, and so now we're trying to align another one. I mean, that would make sense because I know that they seem that um, Paradox was trying to sell Wade on the fact that he was going to be joining this new universe right. because he even said like you're going to be. Going to this other universe, you're going to be a hero among heroes. Right. Like he's trying to sell him to get him into the Marvel universe, right. and it is very interesting that if if we're getting that sell, that they're like everything needs to be under the MCU right. umbrella. We're tired of all these little like right. side Johns and franchises. franchises. Yeah. Because that would be a that would be a very Deadpool way to both recreate what's going on with Loki in the TVA, but yeah. in its own way, right? To be like, hey, we know this is all a fake universe, and we're winking at that by saying the TVA is coming along trying to clean up the writers' rooms and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly, and, and align it. Yeah. yeah, it is interesting, and I know we get we get that scene where uh, Deadpool calls himself Marvel Jesus, yes. yeah. <laughs> which is great. Um, yeah, and his new suit looks really cool too. That's it a does. side note, but I really like the, the there, bright red. That's the great thing about this movie, and I mean, obviously, we've only seen two minutes of it from a trailer, but like, it seems to be a good mix of all these these jokes and these in references with actually a lot of good action. Like, there are yeah. some very good fight scenes that would be right at home with all the normal Marvel movies as well. Oh, for sure. Like yeah. that scene of him in the desert fighting with the guns yeah. and stuff like that looks really cool. And yeah. In the stuff in the Age of Ultron location looks really cool. And yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff. So uh, I definitely think it'll be interesting. What it almost seems like... here. Okay, here's a thought that goes along with what you said. This just kind of sprung into my head. Okay. Here. If, let's say... Because, so we know that the Avengers altered time. Right. But the TVA said that was supposed to happen in order for Thanos to be defeated. Right, and Loki, I know, uh, was a little bit confused about why the Avengers were allowed to mess with time and he wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I almost wonder if this version of the TVA is trying to erase that timeline's version of the Avengers so that they don't change time, and Deadpool's trying to stop them. Right. So they go to the Age of Ultron setting to try or to the stop the Avengers. Yeah. Well, the split-off occurred way later. 
Yeah, like, I guess that's true. It did, but but yeah. they're trying to go and erase the Avengers, and Deadpool's trying to stop them from erasing yeah. the Avengers. No, no, I think I think that that's like I could totally see that being the storyline. Yes. So did you notice too that we have a scene? Yeah, I'm just trying to think of things that we haven't covered yet. Did you notice that we, there was a scene that appears to be set in the void from the Loki universe? Yes, because well? Eliath actually makes an appearance in the trailer. Yeah, the smoke monster, essentially the lost smoke monster. Yes, the, the lost smoke <laughs> monster. Um, yes. Yeah, I thought that was fun. I mean, they're, they're definitely aware of continuity, right? Even yeah. though they're making fun of it, they're still also aware of it, which is which is neat. Which is where we get to see that kind of wastelandish yeah. thing is in the yeah. void, and that's where we see Pyro, which is right. interesting because that implies that Pyro got pruned. Well, I mean, that makes sense, right? Yeah. So, like, basically, would the entire Fox universe have been pruned? Right. Or less? Well, yeah. that's why I think the 20th Century Fox logo is theirs. They just pruned the whole franchise, <laughs> including the logo, including like, from the, the logo. Start of the movie. Like the Lego, just like the logo, just kind of falls down from the sky, <laughs> and like because we've seen that like vehicles and stuff end up in the void, and like right. old, like we saw uh, uh, in Loki, we saw the Thanos copter and stuff like right. that that got taken. And so I almost wonder if the Fox logo came with it when they erased the Fox so, universe. So what you're theorizing, so that would actually kind of go against what I'm saying in a way, because you're saying that um, that Fox logo in the desert is actually in the void, in which case yeah. old man Logan would have been pruned as well, which I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe they could still say he got pruned prior to Logan. Well, what if he got pruned after Logan? Well, he was dead. Yeah, like what if they pruned his body, and so because he was in the, I don't know, maybe he healed hmm. somehow because they pruned him off the log. <laughs> so then he has a chance to his healing factor kicks back in somehow. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe. I, I don't know, man. Yeah, we're I'm getting we're getting out left field now, but but yeah. I do feel like the everything's there, including Pyro and stuff. Right. And we saw that that's the scene Sabretooth appears in, right. is in the desert. And I almost wonder if they pruned the entire Fox universe. Yeah, I mean that. And, would that's, be... and then Deadpool goes in to like right. pull them all out, basically. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. It'll be fun to see what they what they do with it. I'm excited. I know. Um, I think this is probably the first movie, Marvel movie, in quite a few years where there's actually a good amount of buzz and like excitement around it again, which is fun to see. Yeah, there definitely is. Yeah, um, but we're kind of missing one big part of the trailer. Okay, we're missing Emma Corrin's appearance as Cassandra Nova. Well, yeah. Okay, big. Okay, fair. Because she's supposed to be the main villain of it, allegedly. Really? I haven't heard that. Okay. All right. She's supposed to be one of the main antagonists in it. Okay. Yeah, you're right. That was she did have an appearance there, um, just from the back. You just saw yeah. the back of her weird shaped bald head, right? Which I mean, her head is weird shaped in the comics. So they kind of got that like like flat, almost like flat on top to like a right. slow round like bald. Well, it's kind of a almost alien esque, yeah, you know, like a, like a um, what do I mean like it's like an fetus? alien? No, no, <laughs> like a like um like a gray alien. Like you see the kind uh, of the shape yeah. of the famous, the infamous gray alien heads. I just think it's because the 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 comics were trying to make her look vaguely fetus shaped because that's her origin story. I see. Okay, um, I gotcha. And no. so she kind of looks like a deformed person. Yeah, she like reassembled herself from a from dead fetus pile tissue. of fetus yeah. stem cells. I believe um, they call that fetal tissue. Sure. Yeah. I just think it's it's a it's a really odd character, and it's a really odd choice that that because I feel like they can't have her in it without having some reference to Patrick Stewart's Professor X, given well, that she's his twin. Right, and that's where I think you're right. I think we that would be the obvious choice to even have him just for a short amount of time. Yeah. Um, is to cover that origin. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes I, sense. I, I, I don't know. I also don't really know what role she's going to play in it yet, right. given that they seem to be focusing heavy on the multiverse. What role? 
she's going to play because she has almost nothing to do with that. Right. I mean, I suppose if you wanted to, you, you could have her, if this is like a mirror universe in a way where the TVA is bad and all that, you could almost have her be Patrick Stewart in the mirror universe in the mm. sense of she fills his role in this versus, you know, maybe Deadpool will reference that like, hey, I know a bald guy that, you know, kind of does the same kinds of things you do. And, and almost like obliquely reference the origin instead of directly reference it. You uh-huh. know, maybe we'll never get a definitive like, yes, I am Patrick Stewart's sister. Maybe it's more like, you know, hey, she kind of reminds me of somebody that I know. I feel like it's very Ryan Reynolds, though, to just directly say the backstory and then have Deadpool make incessant fun of the old X-Men origin stories I mean, and be like, that's be. ridiculous. Right, right, right. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Because I feel like the, the X-Men origins are absolutely crazy. The sure. original X-Men sure. storylines. Yeah. And so I feel like the easiest way to do it is to directly reference it and then have Deadpool make fun of it. Right. But um, I don't know. It all just kind of depends. Yeah. It's definitely a cool trailer. It looks really it is, awesome. It is. There's the, a lot of hype for it. It's it's smart. I mean, it's definitely built up the buzz in a good way, and I think I think people are looking forward to it. So yeah, yeah, it is pretty cool. Uh, anything else to cover on that? Not really. I mean, we kind of hit most of it. We saw Patch. We saw Cassandra Nova, Paradox, the alternate universes, Eliath. There is that one. So there's a person that appears in the trailer that everybody seems to be speculating is Doctor Doom. I know we talked about it a little bit off the pod that neither of us really think that it is right. It's um, too close to the Fantastic Four. If they're going to do anything like that, yeah. it might be an end credits thing where they lead into the Fantastic Four. But, but... Um, this is also a weird movie to have yes. Doctor Doom in. Yes. Because it's very X-Men heavy. Right. And so if it's not an X-Men character, it doesn't really make sense to be in this movie. The only thing that would make sense to me is, like I said, end credits, they're either setting up Fantastic Four or Secret Wars. Yeah. That could be maybe where it's they have to It's going to set up Secret Wars. Right. Like but, but I feel like I still feel like he's not going to show up in this. I almost wonder if we see, because we saw that the... X-Men who ended up in this like kind of deserty void realm are all kind of apocalyptic dressed like Pyro had his kind of apocalyptic gear on um, which was vaguely red and yellow which was neat yeah. but um, I almost wonder if he's going to take off that mask that guy we saw in the trailer and he's going to be like Toad or something like that or maybe oh, I mean, Sabretooth it could be yeah but there's someone under the mask that we know because the fact that it was like green and brown makes me think it's someone who wore brown or green a lot uh-huh. of the comics like Toad did right. or Sabretooth did for a little bit. Yeah. And so I almost wonder if it's going to be someone like that instead of being Doctor Doom. That's someone we already know from the Fox X-Men movies. I mean, it'd be interesting. So here's one thing. I mean, this is totally off the wall. I don't think this is going to be it. But we know that Colossus had a had a role in the Deadpool movies. Mm-hmm. It'd be very creepy for this guy to basically be Colossus's face. The mask would essentially be like made from Colossus. That is odd. I, yeah, I, I think that's that a reach. Vibe, no, I know, I know. But I just had that thought of like, I know it isn't Colossus, but I had this thought of like, what if he made it from the metal of Colossus? And that's a way to like poke oof. at Deadpool. Yeah. Um, is like, hey, here's your buddy, and his face is on my face. So that is oof. Yeah. Yeah, we did get to see him in the trailer. Colossus. He was in the birthday scene. Right, he was in the birthday scene. Yes, so right. it's Shatterstar, Peter. Right. But we Megasonic don't know when he gets pulled into the TVA, though, we don't know what versions of these characters really they are yet. And then what they're going to, you know, like are these the re- you know, quote unquote real versions? Or are well, they're whatever like, versions he pulled from the past. From the cable, yeah. yeah. For, for At least for Shatterstar. Right. Because Colossus survived all the way to the end. But at least for like Shatterstar and people like that that he brought back to life. Right. Um, are definitely just versions of them from his universe just in the past. Yeah. Because um, he started messing with uh, time. But it is going to be interesting. It's going to be cool. And I think um, going into the movie, hopefully we don't know a lot about the plot because I think it'd be fun to watch it right. unfold in front of us. Yeah, I hope there are, I mean, this will never happen. And there's even a vested interest by Disney to not let this happen as much as they're going to say otherwise. But I, I would wish that there wouldn't be so many leaks leading in. Um, but I'm afraid that we're going to know pretty much every cameo in the movie by the time the movie airs. Yeah. 
Because, yeah. I mean, filming's already done, so right. hopefully a lot of the cameos were kind of hidden. Yeah. Um, because I know a lot of people were speculating on people they thought were going to be in it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully a lot of that stays on the DL yeah. until the movie comes out. Yeah, but we'll see. Know. It'll be plot line stuff that leaks now, I think. That's one that if you are, you know, if you're listening in and you really don't want a lot of spoilers, that's one that you'll probably want to go see opening night then because yeah. I have a feeling that really quickly it's going to start leaking what what's, you know, going on in the movie. Yeah, I think you're probably right about that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see it on the opening night. Yeah. And we'll tell you guys at the podcast about it. That's right. <laughs> okay. All right. Moving on. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's take a few minutes and just really quickly talk about the X-Men 97. I don't know if there's as, lot, as much to talk about in that one, but, but we can cover it a little bit. Um, so do you want to kick us off on that one or do you want me to jump sure. in? Sure. I mean, yeah. the one obvious thing is I like they brought the, they brought the theme song in. They did. From the old one. And they, oh, the designs and the arts, that was really cool. I like it. Mm-hmm. And it's neat. And it looks like, because this, if any of you have watched the old 90s X-Men show, at the very end, Professor X dies and leaves everything in um, Storm and Cyclops' hands. Right. Um, and so this TV show is kind of leading into that, that there's a there's a brand new kind of um, racial push against the X-Men, um, like we saw in some of the X-Men movies, mm-hmm. um, that there's this group of people now who are against the existence of mutants entirely. And so we see this kind of thing in, and we see that Magneto appears briefly in the trailer to say that the last will and testament of um, Professor X leaves everything to Magneto, which is odd. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it looks kind of fun. It looks, right. I know there's, um, there's one thing you want to talk about. Oh, it's just a cool moment. I mean, we get a lot of variations, you know, throughout the years, we've gotten a lot of, um, you know, using Wolverine in cool ways. Like I'm thinking of like the fastball special with him and Colossus, you know, Colossus and things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've gotten a lot of fun versions. This was maybe a new one for me. We see a quick shot of Wolverine running into battle with his claws out and perched on his back is Gambit. And Gambit is using his powers to basically, um, char- I guess I would say charge Wolverine's claws. Um, with with electrical power, no, it's not electrical. It's whatever power that uh, Gambit uses to to telekinetically energy or whatever. Sure, yeah, to charge his, his throwing cards or whatever. But it was a really cool scene. I was like, oh, someone found another creative way to use Wolverine in, in a in a fun way. So that was it's fun just a Gambit or Gambit either weighs nothing or Wolverine's incredibly <laughs> well. Strong. I think we can say Wolverine's, Wolverine's like strong. Five, Wolverine's like five four or whatever, and a full size man is perched on his back. It, I, Gambit's always been portrayed as thinner, though, and I feel like Wolverine's pretty tough. So I yeah. feel like, you know, it's kind or of... It evens out okay. I think so, yeah. yeah. And it maybe doesn't last very long. Maybe he's on there for a second, just enough to charge his claws and then jumps off. I don't him. know, man. He rode him pretty he far. Did, okay. <laughs> That's a weird statement to say, but yes. Uh, so I will... I'm going to counter you just slightly. I'm going to okay. say that I was a little disappointed in the animation. Interesting. It, it definitely has some... Some flair that lines it up with the old show, right? Like there's some moments where I was like, oh, this does feel pretty seamless. But there's other moments where I'm like, oh, this is actually kind of a little bit rougher than I expected. I guess um, I'm going to sound very boomerish here. I like to do that at least once a podcast. Yeah. Um, you do age yourself at least once. I, I'm not as big a fan of modern animation styles. And, you know, there are some exceptions. I think there are some shows that pull it off. But in general, to me, this is glaringly, when you watch it, you know, the frames of it all over the trailer, this is like, oh, this was definitely drawn in a modern era, trying to look like not a modern era. I mean, that's exactly what it is. No, I know. I get it. I get it. Thank you. Thank you. I get that. But I'm just saying, like, it shows to me. So, okay. like, when you yeah. compare it frame to frame to the old show, it doesn't quite look completely seamless like it's, you know, the old show still. And that's gotcha. fine. I mean, I'm... It's okay. I just went in thinking it would be like very, you know, religiously, carefully crafted to look like the old one. And it, it's like it, it got, 
It got close. It's almost like someone drawing from memory. Like, if, if they're not looking at frames of the old one, they're like, what does the old one look like? And they draw from memory. It's just a little bit off. Well, I think the reason why is, like you said, it's they're trying to use modern animation techniques to recreate the style of old cell right. animation. Right. Which is tougher, because cell animation takes a long time, yeah. and so they were trying to make it take less time, mm-hmm. while still having that very reminiscent of cell animation style. Right. And I think that's what's tough, is how do you recreate an old animation style without just doing the old animation style? And then it looks outdated. Right. So they're like, how do we make it look modern without resorting to using old cell animation? Let's just be honest here. The issue is, in the old one, Rogue's booty was swole. In this one, it's not. <laughs> Okay. I've seen a lot about that. <laughs> You've seen so, that. Twitter's blowing up about that. But they're like, look what they took from us. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else you want to talk about with that? I mean, I definitely, don't get me wrong, I'm still going to check it out. It'll be fun to kind of, you know, revisit my, my glory days as a teenage, young teenage child. Yeah. Um, but... But yeah, I mean, honestly, what this makes me want more is like a return to the Spider-Man one. I, I, I wondered if you were going to say that. Yeah. Because like getting back at like... Um the 90s Spider-Man cartoon and a lot of people were saying like they wanted to see the Fantastic Four cartoon from the 90s mm-hmm. and stuff and it's like are they because we also saw that they're opening up a new banner called Marvel Animation oh interesting um, okay. and they showed that in the trailer and so right. I'm almost wondering if we're going to start to see a return to some animation like Spider-Man like, 97 like Spider-Man yeah, yeah. Like, are we going to see some of these old cartoons that right. um, older Marvel fans grew up with that are yeah. like you know your age now yeah um, do we get to see that they get their Marvel back too right I think that'd be cool. Yeah. We'll see. Does that mean I'm getting Spectacular Spider-Man back? I'm just curious. Or or uh, Spider-Man Unlimited? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, people yeah, people talk about Spider-Man Unlimited, but I just Spectacular, Spectacular Spider-Man is a little more modern. That's your era, child. I know. I mean, that was still the early 2000s. That yeah. came out like 2008 or whatever. And like I don't know. I feel like I miss it. It was a it was a good it was like the best Spider-Man show personally. I feel like we're still 5 to 10 years from that where people yeah. can look back and be like, "Oh, now it's nostalgic." I think right now it's too soon. I mean, but... I was when I was in elementary school and I'm turning 23. You're so old is what you're just saying. Yeah. So old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, neat. Anything else you want to say about this? No. Or about old nothing. age? I think it's cool that we're seeing a lot of X-Men stuff lately. Because yeah. I like the X-Men, and yeah. I know my wife is a big fan of the X-Men, too. Mm-hmm. It was her, like, one of her favorite Marvel franchises. Um, and so it's kind of cool to see a return to the, the old X-Men days. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and jump into some Bugle Bites, because we got a lot to cover. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, welcome back to Mind the Snap. We're gonna go ahead and top it, hop into every, top into well, yes. <laughs> hop into everybody's favorite segment, Google Bites. Google Bites. Here. There's a little bit more to talk about today. Not a lot, but a little bit more than last time. Um, but they're big things. They're kind of exciting. Things. They're big things. Yeah. I'm gonna leave that second one for you. I'm gonna ooh, hop to the ooh, top right here, all right. Uh, and I'm gonna talk about Sunflower. So right. the song from Into the Spider Verse um, is the first single ever, ever to reach double diamond status. The track now holds the most certifications of all time. Yeah, pretty impressive. So that's good on cool. Post Malone and Sway Lee there, yeah. It's such a good song, yeah. too. 
So yeah, it's first single ever to hold double diamond status. So that's really cool for them. And uh, we're looking forward to Beyond the Spider-Verse, which was told by the animators that it's definitely not going to make a release date by this year. It may <laughs> not even make next year's release date. Yeah, it, it, that's fine. It needs to come out when it's ready. Yeah. yeah. I would rather them delay it and have an absolutely phenomenal product than them rush it and right. be like, oh, this isn't as good as the first Like uh, <clears throat> Jurassic World. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm not saying you're wrong, but like, come on. <laughs> hey, wait, wait, wait. We can talk about pop stuff now. We've hey, we can. We, so can we, talk can, about we can talk about Jurassic World and its recent announcement. Because yeah. I know this matters to you. It, it does, but I'm yeah. scared. Yeah. There's a so for those of you who haven't heard, there's some news that Jurassic World when Dominion came out, um, Universal was like, we're probably gonna wait a while because Dominion didn't do as good as the first couple, so we're probably gonna hold off. No, they lied <laughs> because now they're like, remember Jurassic World. <laughs> What if you feel if there was a movie coming out July 2nd of next year? That's right. like That hasn't started yet. That hasn't even started. <laughs> they haven't even begun filming. Right. I don't even think the script is done yet. I don't yet. think it is. No. And they don't even have a director as of right now. Right. Well, they did. They did. He backed out because <laughs> they were like, he's too original. Right. Well, huh? yeah, which, is, which is a really sad... Like, so basically what the studio said was... If you don't follow the notes that we have already written down that say this is what the product is going to be, we don't want you. Yeah. And so he's like, well, this is, I think the reading between the lines, he was basically saying this is crap and I want to change it. And they're like, no, you can't. So he's like, well, I'm out of here. Yeah. So I have a feeling I really that this hope will that's be a case. horrible, horrible movie. But oh, yeah. no. think how bad the CG is going to be. No, I don't, I'm trying not <laughs> to because they brought, so they brought in the, um, two people. They brought in the script writer from the original Jurassic Park. Mm hmm. Which is a good sign. That's a good move. And they brought in the special effects director that helped with Dominion, which is also a good sign because those dinosaurs looked awesome, especially the animatronic ones. But I'm scared because directing and cinematography is a big part of why the first few movies looked right. cool. And right. they looked very like 90s analog jungle horror mm -hmm. is because of the cinematography and the direction of Steven Spielberg. Right. And now they're like, and even, 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 um, uh, oh, for Colin Trevorrow. That's yeah. what I was looking for. Yeah. Even he did a good job with the the style and the like harsh mm -hmm. cleanness of Jurassic World. That they've had their own styles, and now they're like, we don't know what we're gonna do anymore. And I'm like, I think waiting a few more years would have been okay. Well, yeah, I think the problem is, is they've gone from like, hey, let's do a let's do a new trilogy that revisits the classics. Yeah. They've gone from that to like, oh, oh, here's a, a money-making franchise. Yes. And now we're just going to churn them out every two years, like we have to every two years, and just get a new one out there. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I think what they should have done is taken a step back and done like a single release film that was a prequel. I really want to see oh, a prequel okay. to Jurassic Park. That's an interesting idea. About like a like a recast like a of young really John young Hammond, John or younger Hammond. younger John Hammond. Yeah, yeah, like in his 20s or 30s well, getting his he start. start with is that genetics? when he started in the movie universe? I know in the books it was a little different, but in the movies yeah. did he start that young? I feel like he was older. Mm. He might have been a little bit older, but I know he was he was getting into his money-making stuff around his like 30s. Okay. Um because I know he talks about his like flea circus stuff when he was a kid. Well, See, here's the thing. You can make a great I love that idea because you can Thank make you. a great like like Disney-esque like reference about Walt Disney, right? Essentially Basically, it's like yeah. Walt Disney for for the dinosaur world. And, that thing's got out of hand yeah. and, and he doesn't know, you know. And like so having 
have him when he's younger with a younger John Lockwood. Mm-hmm. So it's the two of them together mm-hmm. starting Jurassic Park. You have a young Henry Wu in there. Yeah. And you're like, well, younger than he was already pretty young. At well, I was going to say super young. Um, yeah. But like when he's first getting his start and be like, how did they come across dinosaur genetic material? Yeah. And what, like, basically make it a corporate warfare nightmare movie mm-hmm. where it's like it's all about his claim to riches and right. how he stumbled across the idea for Jurassic Park yeah. and then have the early days of constructing the park and stuff leading up to like and have the ending be him kind of not going insane exactly but like starting to show that dark side of Hammond where he's like I don't care what the right. risks are right. which is what alienated him from Lockwood right because mm-hmm. Lockwood clones his daughter right. around the time Jurassic Park was like yeah, a thing because yeah. we also know his daughter was involved in the creation of Site B on mm-hmm. his Lasorna, and so we can even have this kind of like cross where we go, why did they split up? Yep. Why did Jurassic That's Park start? Idea. You know, do a prequel like that. I, I do have one request. We, okay. need a, we need a scene where John Hammond is in a boardroom and he's presenting his idea to investors, right? Where he's like, hey, this is going to be this really cool theme park and I'm going to need some money, but it's really cool. And he's like, you know, yeah. and I want the door to open and in walks the big game hunter from Jurassic Park. Robert and he goes, Bolzun. yes, and he goes, clever guy. And then he walks back out. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were going to pull an Ian Malcolm thing out and be like, well, I want to see young Ian Malcolm. Yeah. But, I mean, as I mean, long as Robert it's Robert fine. Yeah. As I just long as shirt's off. I just need a clever guy reference. It's like okay, an yeah, offset yeah. to the clever girl, yeah. Yeah, 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 I got you. Yeah, um, no, that's a great idea, and I don't think you. I don't think they're smart enough to do that, but that would be a cool idea. Because I'm t- I like I like the new stuff, but I'm tired of them always wanting to push it forward, make make it like a blockbuster. Right. Let's focus on some of the other aspects of the universe because you can build crazy lore by looking behind the scenes, sure. and like what happened in between these movies that we didn't right. get to see. What happened right. on site B? Mm-hmm. What happened with the game hunting? Because the Spinosaurus is dead. Right. It was um, some kind of animal cruelty thing. So it's like what happened in between Jurassic Park 3 and Jurassic World mm-hmm. that made them have to build another park to save these dinosaurs? What's right. going on behind the scenes that yeah. we're not seeing? Yeah. I mean, that you know, we've seen that play out in the Godzilla universe with, uh, with Monarch. Uh-huh. And maybe you do something similar where you can almost do like a prestige TV show that's like yeah. shows different eras of the park and yeah. like, you know, shows kind of what they did behind the scenes to get there. Well, because I also wanted like a TV show where like it's an anthology, mm-hmm. like a, um, American Horror Story, sure. but where each episode's different, so almost like Black Mirror, more like, where you focus on, where it's almost like, I don't know if anybody watched this, it was really fun to me, um, Battle of Big Rock, the short that oh, came yeah. out, yeah. Um, do stuff like that, where you do each episode is focusing on a different group of people, so you get different mm-hmm. actors, you get a diverse cast of actors, a diverse cast of directors, too, so right. each episode's directed by someone different, Yeah, and you basically go, what's life like now, in the real world with dinosaurs everywhere? Yeah. And so it's like we get battle at Big Rock like 12 times to a season. Like yeah. how do we do like, oh, this is well, because, on the coast, on the ocean. People are out in the ocean. They're getting eaten by the mosasaur yeah. and stuff like well, that. Well, that was the missed opportunity of the movies, right? Oh, they, yeah. They introduced this dinosaurs are loose in the world. And then the third movie focuses on a micro aspect of it. It doesn't really even show that impact. Yeah. Yeah. So you let's focus on the rest of the world. You can still right. make it feel claustrophobic. Like let's say like there's – like some Utah Raptors that get out and there's like kids trapped in the school, right. right? And they have to get out, but there's like Utah Raptors prowling through the lockers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Focus on claustrophobic microcosms of the universe, but split it up. Right. So we get to see different sides of what everybody's experiencing now that there's these hungry, dangerous, yep. monstrous things out in the world. Yep. 
I like it. Yeah. And then to bring it full circle, we have an episode set in the Savage Land with Devil Dinosaur. Oh, and now nice. we're back to Marvel. Yeah, yeah. very cool. <laughs> yeah. Universal, if you're listening, we've got lots of good ideas. Yeah. Um, one of them is not to mix it with Fast and the Furious. We actually prefer if you didn't do that, if you're listening. I don't know. It would make me more interested in both franchises if they did that. The T-Rex is strong, but not as strong as family. <laughs> All right. Hey, that's for sort of full circle. Vin Diesel, the voice of Groot. Look at you go. Yeah. We're back, baby. Nice we're so All back. Right. I think somewhere online we're doing bugle bites. So Somewhere. Do go ahead and hit that second one. All right. So we kind of already started talking about this. One of the biggest announcements recently is we've, we now know the cast of the Fantastic Four uh, movie. So we know that Pedro Pascal is going to be in it as Mr. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. We know that Vanessa Kirby, um, fresh off, oh, what was she just in? She was just in something. Mission Impossible. Uh, thank you. Yes, Mission Impossible. Got you. Uh, that she is going to be Mrs. Fantastic, or um, I guess Mrs. Like, Fantastic. <laughs> well, technically, <laughs> that's the Incredibles, Mister. You are right? correct. It's uh, uh, the Invisible the Invisible woman. woman. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Um, and then we've got uh, Joseph Quinn, I believe, is is he uh, Human Torch? He is the Human okay. Torch, yeah. Yeah, and then Eben Moss Bacharach, Bacharach? I think I murdered his last name. Yeah, Bacharach. Um, Bacharach but he Bacharach is the, the thing. Yes. Yeah. Also a great cast. Yes. Um, so that's pretty exciting. I think a lot of uh, Pedro Pascal stands, uh, daddy stands, are going to be super excited about his Zaddy. Shows. Zaddy stands, yes. <laughs> Uh, you know, I think that's great. And then we also found out that Galactus is still tapped to be the main antagonist, and we believe that Javier Bardem is on in uh, on track to do that. Yeah. So that should be interesting. Um, according to some rumors, Marvel is still looking for maybe someone to play Silver Surfer. Um, that'll be interesting. Yeah, because we know some of the other heralds are gonna, like we know Airwalker is going to be in it, mm-hmm. and the other one that kind of looks like a lion. I don't remember his name, but he's in it. Too. I don't. I was you know I've never was a big fan of that part of Marvel, so I don't really know a the lot cosmic about Marvel. It. Right, I don't know a lot about. Well, I like some of it, but I don't know much about the Silver Surfer and the heralds and all that. That that yeah. got into that, but yeah. we know that some of them are in it. So it would yeah. be interesting to see if we get to see Silver Surfer again. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, big announcement and uh, definitely some excitement now. We did hear that that um, I don't think you have this in here um, that the movie got pushed back as well, which is not a surprise. Oh, interesting. No, yeah. I didn't even hear that. Yeah, so it's it's back into was it late twenty twenty five or something like that? I have to okay, look. But spring because it was originally coming out in spring of twenty twenty five. Yeah, it makes sense that if they haven't even found an actor for Silver Surfer, it makes sense that it'd be yeah. pushed back. Yeah, I think. I mean, I have to double check that. Don't don't quote me, but I know it got pushed back. So yeah, and we did see that Herbie's gonna be in it. The little robot. Yes. Because he was yes. on the real reveal trailer. Right. And, um, uh, not trailer. Uh, there's no trailer. Photo, the don't, photo. don't go out and look on YouTube. Yeah, there's, there's no, no trailer. trailer. The photo. Um, I noticed in that too that Ben Groom is reading a newspaper that people mm-hmm. looked into it. It's the Life magazine from 1968. Yeah, I saw that too. So it looks like it might be taking place in the 60s. So, so what are your thoughts on that? So like if they said it in the past, how does that affect current Marvel Cinematic Universe? Are they just somehow like disappear for a while? Like because there's no mention of them until now. I don't know. Or is it going to be that they do their experiment somehow sucks them into the future and they show up now at the end of the movie like in present times? Or is it a parallel universe that they could tie be. in with Secret Wars? It could be. Yeah. I mean that's a possibility. I, I kind of see. I kind of see maybe more what I'm thinking, which is like they they somehow do something you know experimental and it sucks them into the future and maybe. then they show up now you yeah. know at the end. But we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Or is it going to be a thing where like 
some of it takes place in the past and some of mm-hmm. it takes place in the future. Like, are we going to see like a time jump? Right. Well, I kind of wonder, cause you know, we know Galactus is the destroyer of worlds and it could be that maybe they are, they start out in an alternate universe and that Galactus comes to eat their version of earth. And in the process oh, of like trying to set up a way to defeat him and or escape, that maybe they get pulled into the Marvel Cinematic Universe at the end of that. Interesting. Yeah. And so we kind of get this thing that like, or like perhaps it's like the Eternals where like, he Galactus destroys their Earth, so they travel to an alternate u- universe, knowing that's where he's headed next to try to and stop him before he gets yeah. there. Yeah, I guess something like that. That would make sense to try that place that in the '60s because that way you have it like we're like, oh, Galactus is already we already know about him and he's already been defeated, right? So that you don't have to be like, oh, while we're dealing with Kang and stuff like that, we also have to deal with right. Galactus. Yeah, I, I yeah, I could see that working, and yeah. maybe that's a setup for Secret Wars as well. Depending on where yeah, they go maybe. with Secret Wars, you know, is that that maybe Galactus is a part of it, or maybe Doom is a part of it, and somehow he pops into Fantastic Four. So yeah, because I heard a lot of speculation too, because we know in the comics that Galactus isn't technically a celestial, but mm-hmm. he's related somehow to the Celestials, yeah. and he's kind of at war with them. Right, and so people are speculating like, what if the planets that Galactus is created to eat are the celestial world seeds? Because we know that the Celestials give birth by basically the planets hatch into the Celestials. Right. And so people are wondering, like, what if he's eating planets that Celestials are being born inside (laughs) of? It's like like a person eating an egg, then, is what you're saying? Yeah, basically. Yeah. And so that's what he was created for, is to destroy Celestial eggs. And that's why he's coming for Earth, because we know there's a Celestial inside of Earth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what if he's coming to Earth to kill the Celestial that's hatching inside of Earth? Yeah. We'll see. All right. Got the next one? Uh, yeah, so um, Marvel fans should expect a lot of new announcements in San Diego Comic-Con um, in July this year, and once again in the D23 Expo in August. Um, this potentially includes a formal introduction to the new Fantastic Four, as well as our first look at Phase 6, Scarlet Witch film, yeah. and a Kang recast. Yeah. Which we knew was coming. The Kang yeah. recast, we had theorized on this podcast before that that might be one of the routes they go. Yeah. yeah. So we have some some things that might be announced coming up. We'll have to see. We'll be covering that in July and August. Um, so, yeah, I mean, definitely there's a lot on our plates that's coming. Um, and so hopefully we get to see some kind of some cool announcements. And I'd be curious what their slate is for Phase 6, mm-hmm. given that everything's been delayed so far. Yeah. What their new Phase 6 looks like. Maybe maybe in a future podcast we can pause and kind of look at what their slate is and then, you know, spend some time talking about what we think might be coming down the road. That I'd like that. I think yeah. that'd be a good episode. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Well, this one, I think I just saw this today. So we're cutting edge news on this one. Yeah. Um, very odd announcement, I think. Um, Nicholas Cage, who we know is the voice of Spider-Man Noir in the animated series, yeah. um, is in talks to return for a live action version of Spider-Man Noir. This is a big no for me. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna hit the X Factor buzzer and say no. Well, yeah. remember when we first heard the announcement about the Apple TV Spider-Man yeah. Noir? And you were trying to figure out, like, how they would play. Right. You were like, I almost wonder if we don't focus on Peter Parker as much. Right. And I was like, what if they ca- What if Nicolas Cage could play the live action like for this? And then yeah. Marvel, spoke was like, it into existence. Marvel was like, that's good. That's good. Well, because like clearly one of our listeners is Marvel. Marvel listens oh, to our podcast and steals our ideas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Uh, well, Marvel, since you are listening, you suck, and you better not bring Nicholas Cage as a live action. <laughs> I'm fine with him being the voice. I'm not fine with he him being the live action. He does good as the voice. Sure, but he's not live action Spider-Man. No, no, no. he's not. Yeah. I'm very I'm very upset by this, but hopefully this is just a, an awful, awful rumor, and nothing comes of it. <laughs> it's totally true. I promise you it's true. <laughs> yeah. I have my own thoughts about Spider-Man or 
I, I would know. I would also one of the things that I thought of, you know, given the era that it's set in, right? We're set in the twenties, the roaring twenties. Um, you know, you've got the the jazz world, you got the speakeasies, you've got all that kind of stuff. I would love to see Marvel cast an African American actor in the role of Spider Man Noir and Ooh, use it to uh, look at how you know people of color segregation dealt with that era. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Because then everybody looks to him like a hero, be- and then right, he's to a, know that he's like a, the common white guy is like, oh, he's actually African American, right. would completely distort their concept and, and the racism right. of the time. So, so to me, I think that would be a great. I mean, that's a break from the comics continuity, but I think mm-hmm. that would be a great uh, choice to kind of analyze it through that that lens. You know. Okay. Okay. I thought of something. Okay. What if the entire Spider-Man Noir movie is all about? A reporter, whoever that is. So whether we make that like Robbie Robertson. Okay, I'd deal with that. So he's trying to come up in the world as a reporter, but he's having trouble because he's African-American. He's not being taken seriously in his in his position and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then all of a sudden, there's the appearance of the Spider-Man, yeah. who's taking out these big prohibition-era crime bosses, mm-hmm. and he's making, he's making waves. So we're following Robbie as he's... And we see Spider-Man kind of like as like an outside character, as a side character almost, as he's taking down these people. And then he's trying to report on Spider-Man. You've got Jay Jonah in there being Robbie's boss, not right. taking him seriously, all that stuff. Because, um, you know, in the 20s, Jay Jonah would be racist. That's just oh, how sure. it is. Yeah. Um, but you get to this point where at the end of the movie, Robbie finds out that Spider-Man's black. Right. And that's like the, how the movie ends. It's like he figures out Spider-Man's secret identity and realizes that 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 he's doing all this and being successful because he's hiding the fact that he's African-American. And so he has to struggle with this as like, how can we change the stigma around mm-hmm. race and stuff like that? And so you actually follow Robbie, not Spider-Man and you use Spider-Man that's as a, like a forward mo- momentum. That's a super cool idea. So Marvel, if you're listening, yeah. keep calling. I know our phone's going to be busy because Universal is going to be talking to us, but, yeah. but get next in line, <laughs> leave your number. We'll call you back and uh, we'll help out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because we're still we're still on the Jurassic World yes, train. Yeah, Universal's I mean, not is kind of being stubborn, so right. we're doing our best. Well, we can fit both projects in. Yeah, we're good. We have time. Yeah. There's two of us. There's two. Of us. That's right. We're a writing team. We're like the Russo brothers. We're oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> All right. Any other bugle bites? That's it. I think. All right. So so you know not a ton, but also they were pretty big though. So that's definitely an exciting uh, week or two of Marvel news. A lot of big news. Yeah. And we'll see. I mean, obviously, the next time that we we talk, we're going to be a lot closer to the Deadpool movie, um, you know. And and we'll see. Yeah, see what's in the news. Yeah. So another fun episode for us today. Absolutely. Yeah. We hope you guys will stay tuned for the next one. Yep. So as always. Yes. Follow us on all of our social media pages at Nerds and Suits. Um, send your op- uh, opinions and suggestions into nerdsandsuitspod at gmail.com and we'll get back to you. Yeah, and I have a request. If We have a request. If if you're a longtime listener, we would love for you to take a minute to review us. Um, that actually yes. really helps us get new listeners. That's kind of the way that you can do that. Um, so if you wouldn't mind giving us a review um, on, on wherever you listen to it, whether that be Spotify or Apple, um, it really does help us find a new a listener or two. So we'd appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. So from all of us here at the podcast, always remember to mind mind the the snap. snap. We'll see you guys next time.